I used to bring him down here when he was a baby, she says. Middle of the day, just me and him. I'd pick him up and dip him in the waves, then whoosh him up, his little fat legs all wet. God, he loved it. He used to laugh like mad. She smiles, and it's the saddest thing Ellie's ever seen. Without warning, Beth punches herself hard in the chest. There's nothing there, Elle. Like, I know it's happened, but I can't feel anything. I think it's shock. Promise me, Ellie, because I don't know your boss from Adam. Ellie's stomach flips as she realises that Beth still hasn't made the connection between Hardy and Sandbrook. But you and me go back. The boys go back. I'm counting on you to get them caught. I swear, says Ellie. Should she tell Beth now? Better she finds out from Ellie, from a friend, than she makes the connection on her own or she finds out from the press. Ellie draws a deep breath, but Beth's eyes are on her, pleading. He did know, didn't he, that I love him? The moment is gone. How can Ellie answer a question like that with the truth about Sandbrook? She can't kick her friend while she's this far down. She'll give Beth another day for things to sink in. Nothing will come out between now and the media briefing. Of course he did, she tells Beth. He was a beautiful boy. You don't deserve this. Beth turns her head away. I just feel like I'm very far away from myself. The sun hits the horizon and seems to linger there forever. Ellie parks outside her house in Lime Avenue. Instead of getting out of the car, she stares through the windscreen at her home. Taking five minutes here usually helps her to make the gear shift between work and home, but today those boundaries were broken and she can't switch off. The light in Tom's bedroom is on. Fred's curtains are closed, meaning he's asleep already. Gratitude that her two children are still here gives way to a sickening guilt. Ellie has survivor's guilt by proxy. She wonders if Tom feels the real thing. Joe must have heard Ellie's key in the door because he's waiting in the hall to hold her. He looks hollowed out. Ellie wraps herself in him. He smells of yoghurt and baby wipes, and the familiar solid shape of him is exactly what she needs. Are you all right? He whispers into her hair. She nods a lie into his shoulder. I'm just here for a shower, then I've got to get back. Does Tom know? Joe breaks off the hug and shakes his head. He's upstairs. I kept him away from it all. He covers his mouth with his hand, afraid to ask the next question. Should we be worried? For other kids? I don't know, she says honestly. I mean, we'll watch Tom like a hawk, but whether it's a one-off or... She can't finish her sentence. That there might be more is too horrific to contemplate. Joe strokes her cheek. I'm sorry about the job, he says. The contrast between the morning's happiness and this evening's despair is the trigger Ellie needs to break down and cry. I saw him lying there, she says. I don't know if I can do this. Joe murmurs reassurances and rocks her gently. Hey, he says after a while. Actually, no, it doesn't matter. What? Joe shakes his head. It can wait. 
you need to get on with your job. He's always done this. He knows how much it infuriates her. You won't be able to concentrate on the job if I'm wondering what you're not telling me. Lucy was round earlier. Joe cowers in a pantomime of fear that is only partly feigned. He's always been slightly afraid of Lucy, and that situation wasn't helped by the last time he saw her, the two sisters in a stand-up screaming row over the missing cash. Mind you, he was probably quite scared of Ellie as well after that. She can't remember the last time she was so angry. She banged on the door really loudly, said Joe, woke Fred up from his nap. That doesn't sound like someone come to offer an apology, which is the only thing Ellie wants from Lucy now. That's all I fucking need. Did you tell her?